Freedom Convoy 2022. The truckers of Canada sparked a movement in February of 2022. They took their big rigs, their trucks, they drove them up to the doorstep of Parliament Hill to, you know, take it to Mr. Hi, everyone. Hi, Justin Trudeau, blackface. I steal from charities. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Blackface. Deo. Me say deo. Do like come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Those mean old truckers. Quick, everyone, quick, everyone, into lay sewer, into lay sewer. The truckers are coming. Quick, everyone. Those mean old truckers. You know, the Freedom Convoy 2022, you know, taking it to Justin Trudeau, that little miscreant. Um, you know, been at, I've been attending these Freedom Rallies. In Toronto, Canada, that were inspired by the Freedom Convoy 2022, the truckers in Ottawa, Canada. I've been attending these uh, Freedom Convoy, Freedom Rallies in Toronto. And the mask restrictions, the mask bylaws, have been partially lifted. Some of the partial hoop-de-doo about, you know, COVID-19 restrictions has been lifted in Ontario, Canada. As of March 21st, 2022, masks are no longer required in like, you know, certain settings, grocery stores, restaurants, movie theaters. I still think you have to wear a mask on public transportation, um, medical clinics, medical facilities. But it's kind of funny. Um. Here we are and these restrictions are being lifted and everything's allegedly, I mean, they're never quite done. It's, it's like, yo, like I've been saying from the beginning, yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. I don't know what the reason is, but it's nefarious, all right. Bunch of mumbo jumbo, hogwash, hoop it up your ass, hoop it up your bumba clot, your bumba clot. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, awfully squooey. Something awfully squooey going on around here. Awfully screwy. So, you know, this thing's been dog dick and dog fucked from the fucking start, motherfuckers. And, um, you know, motherfuck them COVID-19 restrictions and laws and bylaws. So now everything's being lifted and... I can't believe we're acting as if this whole fucking thing meant something. All the little statistics and studies and fear pandering and mongering and uh, masks, vaccinations, vax ports, eh, 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 all the hoop de doo all the fucking, the whole works of it. It was like two years in the making and it was all revealed as what was known to begin with, bullshit. And now they're slowly reintroducing this or that, but it doesn't mean this. What has changed? Nothing has changed. What new information? Where did COVID-19 even come from? That's still not answered, as far as I know. I mean, where did it come from? How did it originate? And all these things, all these unanswered questions, and they're just kind of like, okay, yeah, well. We threw people's lives into paranoia, pandemonium, hysteria, and hijinks for like two years, and uh, now we're done with it. You're free to live your life. Though there's a lot of shit in the background. There's a lot of little fuckery, political fuckery, and legislative fuckery that went on during these times. That's not quite done. 
and now we're being released back to our lives. As if we didn't just get fucked by a train, and there's still lingering political ramifications from this. It was a power grab. It was a political weapon. It was mumbo-jumbo. Walk one. What's happening, fam? What's going on, players? Play on, play uh, and playettes. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. <laughs> Reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pardon me, folks. You know, it's pretty disgusting, I have to admit. But, I mean, I know some podcasters that go as far as to even fart into the microphone. So you have to excuse my French. Civil <laughs> <sighs> 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 play. Well, if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast... This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. (coughs) You know? I have to admit, I'm a little surprised at my own behavior myself. You know, belching and bellyaching like a peasant. Not exactly proud of it. Well, anyway, JR the P, Jonathan Ranch on the podcast. We talk about current events, entertainment, the time of the times, my trials and tribulations as a performer, the whole kit and caboodle, folks, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada. You can't go wrong. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. (coughs) And if you're a returning guest to JRP, If you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, oh hell, maybe you surmised. I am an actor extraordinaire. That's been the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Here we are like March 25th of 2022. My last podcast, sadly, was like February 22nd. Of 2022. Almost a month. I'm a little tardy. little late. But hey, you know. That's what happens sometimes. You know. Um, as an actor. Thespian extraordinaire. I was hot and heavy on the trail. Of some. Uh, acting work. And. Filmmaking milieu. I recently dropped my own. Comedy special. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. You could check it out on Odyssey. You could check it out on YouTube. And uh, yeah, my debut stand-up comedy special. There's a little bit of acting work in there as well. You know, some opening, an opening skit, so to speak. So, you know, a hot and heavy Delivering them goodies to y'all, my dear viewers and listeners. And, uh, you know, I took up some of my time, February of 2022, March of 2022, ironing out all the final details, getting the details done, uploading the special, social media, the whole wackadoo. was a bit of a process. So I was a little late on the podcast. And also auditions I auditioned for a few projects thus far in 2022 and um, the first one was a bust I don't think they even viewed my application you know I, I apply to these acting jobs on a actor's database I pay a yearly subscription 
I get blessed with these um, little auditions, various independent film projects, student film, even some major rollers, Netflix, uh, Disney, uh, various other production houses allegedly recruit from this database, probably on a smaller margin, you know, little bit parts, little this, little that, background work. I doubt you're going to land some lead role on a HBO series or something like that from this data, this database that I subscribe to. But there is some fairly decent work and some interesting little gigs. Well, I recently applied for this uh, acting gig and uh, the blood, sweat and tears that just pull out of me, you know, I had to like do a self taping. Much like a podcast, you know, I do this podcast, JR the P, Jonathan Ramchand the podcast. I do this show out of my apartment. So very much the same with uh, self-taping. You record yourself, your sides, they call them, you know, like a side salad. Your sides, you record your sides, you know, which is just like a little chunk, little piece of script. You record them in your apartment or whatever, on your iPhone, on your Android, on your webcam. And then you just email it, email the link to your uh, casting director or whoever the fuck, the director, right? So um, I had an interesting little part that I self-taped for as well last week. Took up some of my time. That's why I'm a little late on the podcast. An actor who works never done. I was excited for it, and I still am excited for it. It's a little early yet to know the response. I may or may not have gotten the part. I don't know. It's a little too early to tell, but yet my instinct is one of I'd be surprised if I get it. One, the greatest self-taping. I'll admit that. It was okay. I could have done a better job had I, you know, rehearsed the piece, memorized the text. But, you know, the director, the casting director, the director, wanted the uh, audition in. ASAP. So I did like a, you know, basically like a cold read. A cold read is in the acting world is when you don't really memorize the lines. You just have the script, you know, you have the script and then you just kind of, oh yeah, um, okay. Scene five, take two. It's my dildo, and you had no right going in my apartment and using my dildo without my permission. I feel violated. I'm calling the cops. Like, let's say that's your line. Who stole my dildo? You know, you act it up, you know. But you just like, you know, you're reading it off of a script. The sides. The sides, as they call them. Right? In the biz. So, you know, I just kind of... I slapped together this... uh, this self-read, this self-taping, sent it in. Not quite the acting work that I want to accomplish. Wasn't my finest, but it was good for the situation. I committed the best I could. Tried to bring the text to life the best I could under the circumstances of, you know, time and efficiency. So we'll see what happens. It was a learning experience. Don't really care. It'd be nice to get the part But otherwise, moving on, you know? And actually, the more titillating, tantalizing, titty-fucking revelation for my career as of late. Again, Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. That's the comedy special that I dropped, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and on my website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. There's a little bit of acting work in the beginning of the special, a little skit. So 
That's very fetching in my career as an actor. And also, pardon moi, um, I've been hit with a revelation. My next project. It's going to be a long time coming. It's going to be a bit before you guys actually get to see this. But um, I have an idea. And um, my plan for today, I worked out. I'm doing the podcast. After I record this, I'm going to go for a walk, have a coffee, mull over these ideas in my head, get home, and put that pen to pad. You know, at the table I sit, making it legit, and when the pen hits the paper, ah, shit. In the words of Big Daddy Kane, that is. You know, at the table I sit, making it legit, and when the pen hits the paper, ah, shit. So, with this new revelation and this new idea, I'm going to be cracking down. Well, that's what I say. I might get lazy and just eat potato chips and watch like Dateline or something. Fuck around and go on Netflix. Who knows? But the plan thus far is, you know, like I said, go for a walk, go for, go for a coffee, mull over this revelation, this new project in my head, get home and put that pen to pad, you know, put that pen to pad. So I'm very excited going forward. Uh, with my acting endeavors a lot of blessings a lot of great stuff going on a lot of straight-up boredom This is very relatable to anybody sometimes things happen in a career Not quite the way you want it or expect it, but yet there are things happening Hallelujah, so there you have it folks Jonathan Ramcharan actor extraordinaire Yeah I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Um, you know, I recently saw a stand-up comedian that I, I know of. I'm aware of him. I've seen him in uh, the scene, Toronto, Canada. And, you know, I've seen him in passing. And I saw him at a social event behaving in a way that it's in the eye of the beholder. You ever have that experience? You see somebody doing stuff that you've once done or behaving in a way in which you've once been. It makes you sick to your stomach type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. You know, you're just looking at that person like... Been there, done that, you know? It's in the eye of the beholder. I can't say that I'm right. And I've definitely been in his position. But nonetheless, I've seen this comedian acting in a way in which I found distasteful and just unaware a, distaste, a distasteful demeanor and a sense of unawareness. Just unaware. Not knowing his crowd. Not knowing his audience. Not aware of the big scope. And I've been there. That's how I know. That's how it made me sick. You know, I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, If you don't know me by now, if you don't know me, you will never, ever, ever know me. If you don't know by now, you know, and if you don't know, now you know, Jigger, you know, like, if you don't know, now you know. When you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what comes to mind. The things in a career when you didn't know. The times in which you were blind, walking blind. Little petty pitfalls and mistakes and missteps that we've all shuffled and buffled and bumbled into. Ass backwards, you know, like a complete moron. We've all done it. You know, let's say you're a mechanic and you you were, you know, 
given the task of performing an oil change, but you end up, you know, breaking out the back window. I don't know what the fuck happened. You you went to swing a monkey wrench to get to the fucking alternator and clang, you bring up, well, I guess more like a, you know, you smash out the back window. You stupid idiot. That's not how you do an oil change. Okay, well, fair enough. Now you've learned for next time. And then the next time, you know, you perform it a little better and a little better to the point in which when you see somebody else performing a bungled oil change, it just makes your stomach wretch, makes you sick to your stomach. You're just like, you know what I mean? You're like, I can't believe I used to be that retarded, you know? It's kind of the same situation that I'm talking about when I seen the reflection of this comedian fellow comedian just a real distasteful unaware type of behavior to him and just reminded me of the unawareness and the unknowing and the distastefulness that I had as a young comedian I don't even know how long he's been doing it. You know, that's how oblivious you can be. You can literally go to your grave an ignorant moron. That's the tragedy of life. You ever see somebody out there who's like 80 years old stomping around? I'm in control. I'm giving the orders. I'm telling people what's what. And my ego must be appeased. Newsflash, Grandpa. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares and nobody's listening. How do you reach people? I don't know. But one way I can almost guarantee doesn't work is by barking down your wants, your commands, your point of view, your will, imposing. Imposing on people. What do people resent? Being imposed upon. So, I mean, it may all be well and good that Jonathan James Ramcharan wants to be a successful, well-known comedian, but why does so-and-so person walking down the street have to believe in my dream? They don't believe in my dream. They're living their dream. So if I come to them with my dream and go, hey, guess what, buddy, I have a dream. I'm going to be a famous, successful comedian. Listen to me. Hear what I have to say. Consider what I have to say. Take the time out of your day to stop and listen to me. Isn't it just like logical to assume that that person's going to be like, okay, why is this dude like all up in my ear trying to tell me this shit I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. I ain't playing around. Luda. Like, why are you all up in someone's ear with all that shit they ain't trying to hear? The basic point is like imposing your will and your wants and your attitudes on another person. I don't think it quite equals success. Sure, you got to play to win and sure you need to ask to receive at certain points. But it's also common sense to know that we live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. So if you want to promote yourself and be successful successful for yourself, you got to deliver quality, you got to get it to the people, and you got to be aware that there's a certain way in which you sell. Selling comedy, selling podcasts, selling entertainment, it's much like selling a car. It's much like selling a pair of sneakers. You can't just press it upon anybody walking down the street and, you know command and bark and get into their world about what you do and expect them to give a shit. I mean, it could work depending upon your skill level, but, you know, you would have to be a pretty talented, gifted salesman to be able to just cold call, cold sell a motherfucker on, you know, a product. Hey, person who wasn't looking or shopping for this product, buy it. 
Yeah, you. Yeah, you, the person who didn't ask or look or have any interest in this product. Buy it. It's a pretty tough sell, right? So that's what I mean by you have to get out to the people in a palatable way. And that's what I was seeing in this comic. I was seeing just a unawareness and an imposing nature and a commanding, bark-down approach. And it was just like, I remember when I used to be that way too, when it's like, of course everybody would want to know about me and my comedy. Why wouldn't a random stranger want to stop on a street and listen to me talk about my comedy to them? It's a joy! <laughs> and I was just like, it was like sickening, you know? Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. But again, it's those things in a career. And, um, you know... And again, it's a lot of subjectivity. Because... How do I know that that was the wrong approach? All I know is it hasn't worked for me. I haven't seen it really work for people. And you have to be aware of your audience. What do people want? Selling comedy is much like selling any product they want brand recognition when you go out to buy a pair of sneakers do you want some unbranded unknown untested unheard of brand name of shoes if you're specifically looking for a pair of running shoes brand name quality reputation all that matters in every product you buy for the most part of course, we're willing to take chances here and there. But generally speaking, we want recognition in the products we purchase. We don't want some random thing being sold to us that we don't want, need, or have even heard of. Much the same with comedy. And how you turn that corner, how you get to that audience... Well, that's for the comic to discover. And there's no right or wrong way. But some ways are just obviously distasteful. Some ways are obviously slower, more drudge, more drudgery. But yet it builds character. And there aren't shortcuts. And again, I'm a mental patient. All of that just by witnessing a conversation. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Yeah. Uh-huh. So as I alluded to, um, or as I full out said, um, <laughs> I recently dropped a comedy special, Jonathan Ramtran, suitable for no audiences. I produced it through my, you know, up-and-coming production company, Noi Productions, a production company where I get to wet my beak, so to speak, Skit, scat, skadoodle, the whole kit and caboodle. Noi Productions. You know, going to do like documentary, hopefully. More podcasting endeavors, hopefully. Feature film, hopefully. You know, Noi Productions. And in doing that, you know, takes a little money to make a little money. You know what I mean? Um, I produced uh, the special, you know... Just of my own doing. Self-produced it. Put it out there. Uh, it's kind of like a business card, so to speak. Just put it out there. Not really awaiting any real financial return. Though, you know, that is to be determined. 
The point is really just to get the product to the people, get them listening, getting them watching, getting them interested. For free. Little taste of Jonathan Ramcharan on me. So, you know, very happy to put that out there for y'all folks. And, uh, you know, and as I move forward with some of, uh, and for myself, as I mentioned, it's a cynical world. I mean, who does shit for free? Out of the goodness of my heart, I put out a call. <laughs> no, pay attention to me. Build my dreams in my career, folks, please. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. Check her out, buddy. Anyway, it's out there. And um, as I move on to my own, my next endeavors, my next things, whatever's down the pipeline, um, I've recently began a new job, you know, to support myself and to support my production company. I work a Joe job. And uh, I got this new job at a warehouse. No, it's not a warehouse. Well, it's, it's warehouse work. And uh, it's in the um, food production uh, industry. And as I'm coming to uh, speak on it here today, you know, I had some notes. I was going to trash it like, you know, the typical comedic impulses to do. Criticize, harass, and harangue. It's going to chop into it, but... Uh, I mean... Yeah, there were some annoying things. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We live in this day and age where... Um, political correctness and, you know, trigger words and trigger warnings and being offended. All these things that people get gassed up and gas lit and gassed out about, you know, all these little petty grievances. And with me, the offense really starts with the fact that you would talk to me to begin with. It's like, I kind of see the game. I kind of understand the business. I kind of understand what fuels the the human spirit. You know, um, I believe in God. I believe in Christ, love, do unto others as you will have done unto you. And I believe in walking in the light. Now, it ain't always easy. Because to love your neighbor, to love as you love yourself, I mean, that all sounds well and good, but, I mean, what's in it for you? Like, literally. I mean, you love your neighbor as you love yourself, it sounds cute, but, I mean, come on, really, what's in it for me? And one thing I notice about people is just the overwhelming need to impose, demand, control, and dictate to one another. Just the over-communication and talking the average person does. It's like I've broken it down to there's really no need for anyone to talk to me at any time. And I don't seek conversation. Yet, when I step out my house every day, I'm invariably met with many conversations. Excuse me, uh, can you listen to me for a second? What? Then you go to work. Oh, hey, buddy, over here. You're not my supervisor. You don't pay my paycheck. You're, You're just a grunt worker just like me. Why is this dude talking to me? Just all these little games that people play. You know? Like... The lost child screaming out into the void. The majority of people don't get what I've been talking about on this podcast. Nobody cares. Alright? All I know is that if I can treat others the way I want to be treated, deliver... Deliver the goods wherever I can, whether it be in my day job, as an actor, as a stand-up comedian. Deliver the goods. Get the job done. 
be of service. That can be appreciated and spark discussion with like-minded people. Aside from that, I know that you just don't get through to people by imposing yourself. Maybe in the short term. Maybe in a in a in a short term, in a fake and phony way. You know, you puff yourself up with this bravado. You're Mr. Workplace. So when you walk into work, everybody's doing things wrong and you're the most talented person on your shift and you're the one who should be the t- the shift leader and you're going to give commands and orders and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you might scare your coworkers into, oh no, there comes so-and-so. Oh, I know he's going to say something, da-da-da. But they resent you. They dislike you. They'd slit your throat the first chance they get. You know, they talk shit on you to the boss. They hate you. <laughs> you know? So it's like a short-term plan. And they're not interested in you. And they don't, you know, most people prorate a situation in their favor. Like, I know that. This is like um, some of the wisdom from the timeless uh, business relation book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. He talks about some of the things I'm talking about cynical world motivated by self-interest and you know people prorate a situation in their favor like let's say you and i my dear listener my dear viewer whoever the fuck you are love you let's say you and i were sitting down i won't fault you for this i won't fault you for this but this is human nature if you and i were to be sitting down having a conversation i can almost guarantee 99.9 percent of the time whoever you may be you're going to prorate the situation in your favor. Isn't it true? Isn't it true with myself? Look at the way I'm speaking up on a high horse with my opinions and my arrogance on Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, my point of view, my way of thinking. I prorate the situation in my favor. I speak about what people do wrong and how they're imposing in that way and this way and the other. And it's my point of view. It's my point of view, and that's how I see things. And when people step out of my point of view, then they're open to my criticisms. That's true of me. That's true of me. So I'm sure it's true of you. If you and I were to sit down and have a conversation, you're like, fuck that Jonathan Ramtram's an idiot. Yeah, I'm the smart one in this conversation. Let me tell him something. And then you would sit there and babble and babble and babble and watch your lips move. And as soon as they stopped, now it's my turn to talk. Well, this is what I think. And blah, 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 blah. And so the circle goes around. Nobody fucking cares. Why talk anyways? What is the point of it? Now, I know I shouldn't really say that as a person who's trying to talk for a living. You know, podcasting, stand-up comedy. But when you really think about it, what the fuck's the point of it? Show me the money. Show me the product. Show me. Don't tell me. Show me. Don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me with your actions. Don't tell me you're a comedian, you're a podcaster, and this, that, and the other. Show me. We live in the 21st century. Do a fucking self-promoted podcast, a self-promoted special. Make a short film, something. But don't bore me to death with conversations on what your comedy is when you could just show me. And in a way, I want to see it. Take the most famous comedian in the world. I don't like to drop comedians' names. So whatever, fill in the blank. Whoever you think is the most famous comedian in the world. They can probably do whatever they want in terms of marketing a product or a show. They could put together a social media campaign. They can get... Um, you know, like-minded investors and promote it the good old-fashioned way. Print advertising, social media advertising, X, Y, and Z. There's a, they could do an impromptu show. There's comedians that at the drop of a hat can just, you know what, I feel like doing a show tonight. Let's, let me round up, uh, you know, a couple hundred people at this 
venue. And just, you know, tickets go on sale. An hour later, they're sold out. 15 minutes later, they're sold out. There's comedians that can do that. That's their prerogative. But that ain't good for Jonathan Ramtram here. That just ain't my situation. I'm up and coming. So in knowing that, I know not to bore people to death with illusions of grandeur and what I am going to do and what I could do and will you come see me and diddly-dum. Fuck it. I want to show them. Get it to them right now. You're interested in my comedy? Here's a link to my special. You're interested in my comedy? Here's a link to my podcast. Aside from that, I mean, you're going to... Why embarrass myself by trying to promote myself to people that they don't want to step out of their house and make the effort to take on a unfamiliar situation like a random stand-up comedy show at some random place? When Why would they do that when they could just go to the local comedy chain and see the promoted comedian, the promoted comedian, the promoted comedian? If you don't have that legitimate promotion, you got to fend for yourself online and, which is great, but I mean, that's what it is. And, you know, I'm getting into the woods here, but um, my whole point is basically, we live in a world of cynicism. Nobody really cares. Nobody's listening. People impose upon each other. You have to do unto others as you would have done unto you. And aside from that, just shut up and mind your own business. And with that cynical worldview, I've come to realize that I'm much of the problem. I'm much of the problem, unfortunately. At least I have that self-awareness. Because I see a pattern. A pattern in my overall contempt you know, to bring it back around. People get so PC and politically offended by the things people say. I get offended by the fact that people would say anything to begin with. Like, why is this person talking to me or talking at me? So the plan was to kind of trash and bitch about this new job that I'm doing in food production, in a shipping and receiving sort of capacity. But then I realized, you know what, I'm like a mental patient. I have my own viewpoints that I hold others to, my own judgments that I hold others to. Just a hypocritical, loudmouth buffoon at times, to be quite honest about it. And again, I'm not exactly proud of this. But you know what? It's really good. And I guess that's the revelation that I'm working with. It's knowing when I'm the problem in a situation. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing similar patterns, similar patterns, similar attitudes that I'm trying to overcome and trying to break free from. But, you know, it's, just because I'm right doesn't mean I have to prove others wrong. I could just know that I'm right and act in good faith. Calm down. I'm a little high strung. You know what I mean? Because I got a lot of shit on the on the go. And I'm not a chatty McCarthy. And I got a lot of common sense. And I have a certain pace in which I move. And a dependability that I have. And I find a lot of times people aren't matched to it. They don't see it the same way. They don't have the same spirit. They're like of the world. They want to talk everything to dog dick death. They want to go, go, go for no reason. They want to blah, blah, blah. And they're all up in my ear with that shit I ain't trying to hear. And then I have to be the patient one and do unto others as I want done unto myself. I have to show patience and grace and understanding to these complete dildo, dog-fucked ignoramuses. Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach, really. 
it goes back to my point. I mean, loving your neighbor as you love yourself, I mean, that's all well and good. But I mean, what's in it for me? What's in it for me to have to listen to somebody drone on and blow on and babble on? You know, what's in it for me to show patience to people that are fucking retarded? What's in it for me? To have some gassed up fucking ego tripping fucking supervisor marching around like they fucking know something. When it's like, listen, stupid, I have a college education. I'm a performing comedian, actor. I've been on my grind. I'm probably the only person you've ever met that actually follows their dreams. So don't talk to me about anything. Get out of my fucking face. You're an idiot. A fucking idiot. You know that? I've watched you. I've summed you up. You're spiritually devoid. You're backwards, stupid, rudderless, and lost. Fuck off. I'm enlightened, living my dream. You're a fucking confused company man. Suck my fucking dick. I mean, um, I should have some little bit more understanding for my co-workers and the problems and situations that they face in their life. Yeah, uh, I know I might appear to be slow, but I'm really just taking in information and I am short with my words in a business setting. I don't tend to really have a need or a want to say much in my daily life. I mean, if I don't have to say anything, I would much prefer to say nothing than anything. I mean, I talk enough on my podcast, you know, I don't want to be running off at the lips every chance I get, all right? So if I have the opportunity to say nothing, I'm going to take it. You know, that's basically how I live my life these days. Given the opportunity to say nothing, I'll take it. But no, like these little fucking company men and women, always trying to draw it out of you with their fucking petty nonsense. To light their ass on fire with what I know, you know... It's a form of major condescension and judgment and just wretchedness on my part, and I'm not exactly proud of it. And that's why it's difficult to love your neighbors. You love yourself. I mean, what the fuck is it in it for? What's in it for me? What, they get to talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot when the truth is they're the one that is a fucking pathetic lowlife loser? But I have to sit there and stomach their horse shit just because they're making a dollar fifty more than me as the supervisor? type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach anyway I digress I mean as you can if you've weathered if you've weathered enough along in this conversation you can see that it's most likely my fault (laughs) imagine having that attitude on your uh, you know work floor or imagine having that type of vibe in your work atmosphere you know, but anyway, it's a good job. <laughs> so hallelujah, tender mercies, tender blessings. And um, let me close it out with this: um, Freedom Convoy twenty twenty two. The truckers of Canada sparked a movement in February of twenty twenty two. They took their big rigs, their trucks, they drove them up to the doorstep of Parliament Hill to, you know, take it to Mr. Hi, everyone. Hi, Justin Trudeau, blackface. I steal from charities. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Blackface. Deo. Me say deo. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Those mean old truckers. Quick everyone, quick everyone, into lay sewer, into lay sewer, the truckers are coming, quick everyone, those mean old truckers. You know, the Freedom Convoy 2022, you know, taking it to 
Justin Trudeau, that little miscreant. Um, you know, been at, I've been attending these freedom rallies in Toronto, Canada that were inspired by the Freedom Convoy 2022, the truckers in Ottawa, Canada. I've been attending these uh, Freedom Convoy freedom rallies in Toronto. And the mask restrictions, the mask bylaws, have been partially lifted. Some of the partial hoop-de-doo about, you know, COVID-19 restrictions has been lifted in Ontario, Canada. As of March 21st, 2022, masks are no longer required in like, you know, certain settings. Grocery stores, restaurants, movie theaters. I still think you have to wear a mask on public transportation, um, medical clinics, medical facilities. But it's kind of funny. Um, here we are and these restrictions are being lifted and everything's allegedly, I mean, they're never quite done. It's, it's like, yo, like I've been saying from the beginning, yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. I don't know what the reason is, but it's nefarious, all right. Bunch of mumbo jumbo, hogwash, hoop it up your ass, hoop it up your bumba clot, your bumba clot. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, awfully squooey. Something awfully screwy going on around here. Awfully screwy. So, you know, this thing's been dog dick and dog fucked from the fucking start, motherfuckers. And, um, you know, motherfuck them COVID-19 restrictions and laws and bylaws. So now everything's being lifted and I can't believe we're acting as if this whole fucking thing meant something. All the little statistics and studies and fear pandering and mongering and uh, masks, vaccinations, vax ports, eh, 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 all the hoop de doo all the fucking, the whole works of it. It was like two years in the making and it was all revealed as what was known to begin with, bullshit. And now they're slowly reintroducing this or that, but it doesn't mean this what has changed? Nothing has changed. What new information? Where did COVID-19 even come from? That's still not answered, as far as I know. I mean, where did it come from? How did it originate? And all these things, all these unanswered questions, and they're just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we threw people's lives into paranoia, pandemonium, hysteria, and hijinks for like two years, and... uh now we're done with it. You're free to live your life. Though there's a lot of shit in the background. There's a lot of little fuckery, political fuckery and legislative fuckery that went on during these times. That's not quite done. And now we're being released back to our lives. As if we didn't just get fucked by a train. And there's still lingering political ramifications from this. It was a power grab. It was a political weapon. It was mumbo-jumbo. So, we're not quite out of the woods. I don't believe that they're done with us. This was all a game to begin with, and the game's still getting played. So, you know, I've been attending these freedom rallies at Queen's Park every Saturday in Toronto, Canada. Queen's Park Freedom rallies every Saturday. People start gathering at 12 p.m. They march at 2 p.m. I missed last week's rally. I had to um, I had to do some shit, and I was busy acting. I had yeah, I was working on that acting audition. As I mentioned, I did a self-taping for some acting project. So I was busy auditioning, so I couldn't make last week's rally. I intend to go this week. But um, last Sunday, 
was the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Now, who doesn't love an Irishman? A young Irish lass, plump, young, you know, cherry, rosy, apple-cheeked fucking lass. Irish woman, you know, and who don't love the Irish? Kiss the Blarney Stone, drink green beer till the cows come home. Who don't love the Irish? But what really fucking cheesed me off about that fucking St. Patrick's Day parade didn't really cheese me off. I just say that for, you know, emphasis on camera. Hey, what can you do? What can you do? Evil's afoot, and you just have to be the light. And you, you can't get angry and fall victim to little games and fuckeries that they do. So, St. Patrick Day's Parade was last Sunday. And, you know, I was out and about and I was having a walk and I saw the parade and it was cool, you know. Um, multicultural. You know, the Irish people were out celebrating St. Patrick's Day and their heritage. I don't know if it's so much about their heritage as just so much of just a fun cultural thing. I don't know if it holds any real significance other than, hey, we're celebrating being Irish. I don't, I really don't know, but, you know, they're celebrating. It's cool, you know, they had different floats, people doing, you know, Irish traditional dance, Celtic music, bagpipes, Blarney rocks and stones and sticks and things and green top hats and shit like that, you know what I mean, four-leaf clovers, you know, and... um you know, it was real cool. And it was multicultural, you know, especially here in Canada. You saw a lot of different people celebrating. You know, they, they have family members marry into an Irish family or perhaps they're dating an Irish person or, you know, maybe they're an alcoholic. Kidding, you know. Um, whatever the fuck, um, you know. And, you know, they're everybody out, black, white, Asian, whatever, they're out celebrating St. Patty's Day. And, you know, they had the parade. And I'm looking at these people. And a lot of them were maskless. They weren't wearing a mask. And, you know, there they are in the heels of all the parades that we've been doing, the Freedom Rally. And the difference of reception. The public were standing Actually, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There was public support. There was a lot of public support during the Freedom Rally protests. I remember walking in them Freedom Rallies, and there was a lot of public support. People beeping and honking their horns, smiling, waving to us from windows. There was a lot of support. You know, we, we got railroaded. We got fucking railroaded with these fucking lockdowns and COVID-19 bylaws and restrictions and mumbo-jumbo. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. We all knew it. Come on. They fucked us. The government. And they were so double-talking and um, double standards, you know. They were, you know, everybody must not travel during COVID, yet we get to go on our little secret vacations and Bahama retreats and... You know, inclusive vacations. We, we, the politicians and the bigwigs that run the government, we could carry on in luxury and leisure while you sacrifice. Wasn't that the message that those dildos espoused, espoused to us? Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. You have to be blind not to fucking notice that. Dev, dumb, and blind. No offense to deaf, dumb, and blind people. You're not listening and watching anyway. But still, you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to fucking recognize that. It was a fucking hoodwink. So, you know, they railroaded us. And during those freedom protests and rallies, we got a lot of support. The people were waving, smiling, and honking their horns. They supported us. But it's just such a dichotomy and a difference of perspective how they funnel us and corral us and control us in society. Now, granted, the content of a St. Patrick's Day parade is so much more appealing to the spirit. People happy, music, celebrating. 
And, you know, I get it. So, you know, there's a parade to be seen and people were lined up. People were lined up on the streets watching the parade, like lined up on streets with like, you know, they had little uh, folding chairs to sit in. There was news coverage, you know, major news sources with the jib boom, the big swooping camera boom or the camera crane, you know, taking all these beautiful shots and covering the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yet, for the past like month, month and a half of these freedom rally protests in the same place, downtown Toronto, you know, I'm talking University Avenue, I'm talking Young Street, I'm talking the downtown core, the freedom rally, we didn't get no press coverage, we didn't have, you know, like, you know, it it was just such a strange difference of interest. And yet the the St. Patrick's Day people, they were doing the same thing as us, marching down the street with no masks on. A lot of them had no masks on. Yet it was A-OK. And like, you know, we, we, can, we didn't get no social media coverage. We actually had to go to the doorstep of some of our stops. This was pretty cool. Some of our stops during the uh, Freedom Rally protests we stop at like various uh, media headquarters in downtown Toronto. We stop outside their building and we chant, Tell the truth! Tell the truth! Tell the truth! We're screaming at these fucking pundits to tell the truth. They don't tell the truth. They didn't cover our parade. But yet they line up in droves to watch people drink green beer and wear green top hats and get drunk in public. St. Patrick's Day. I mean, your basic civil liberties and freedoms, fuck those. Don't cover those. Don't cover that news footage. Don't even think about it. But hey, let's get drunk on green beer and fucking wear green pointed slippers and fucking eat Lucky Charms all fucking day. Such a... Such a different outlook. And we were doing the same thing. We were, we, were, we were marching. I guess ours was technically a protest. Theirs was a parade. But they both start with P. And we were both maskless. For the most part. For the most part. Because like there was peppers of people that marched with us but had masks on. Just as there were, you know, a few people at the St. Patrick's Day Parade that had masks on, while a great majority of them didn't. Tomato, tomato. Or, I mean, there were similarities. Food for thought. And the protests continue. I'm going to be at Queens Park tomorrow. Pick up where I left off. You know, I finished dicking around with that fucking audition last week. Now I'm picking up where I left off. Going down to fight for our civil liberties. Mine and yours. You know, so you can be free to make TikTok videos and say what the fuck you want online and live your fucking life. And I'm fighting for you. So please, like, share, and subscribe. Jonathan Ramtran the podcast, if you're enjoying. And uh, let's continue the fight. And um, we live to say another day. Hallelujah. We're coming to the end of March. Getting into the second quarter of 2022. Many opportunities and revelations to be had. And, you know, I'm trying to love my neighbors. I love myself. Trying to uh, not be so cagey. Because, you know, that little ramble I did about uh, the imposing nature of people in the workplace and just the imposing nature of people in general. I, uh, I got a chip on my shoulder, I know that. So, 
I don't think I'm guiltless in my troubles. When I get worked up and annoyed. I'm not guiltless in it. There's definitely a chip that I got on my shoulder that I need to overcome. So, all in the day's work. Thank you very much for tuning in, folks. And, um, you know, freedom. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent uh, Feb, uh, March 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah. Um, all my acting and comedy shenanigans, thank you for your interest. Um, imposing nature of people, eh, what can you do? Freedom Rally. Freedom Protests 2022. Very vital, very important. We still have, we still got work to do. They ain't, they ain't through with us, folks. You know, we ain't out of the woods yet. Keep your head up. Keep your eyes open. They're not through with us. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Odyssey, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Alright? Peace.